Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine. Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. On SAFM. After one, welcome to Life Happens. It's the Wednesday edition of Life Happens. I'm going to be with you until three. My name is Pimelo Motene. This is where we begin. And I remember having this conversation with you, perhaps maybe around um, 2019, December, when all of us were looking at uh, the, the pandemic and it's kind of its arrival onto our shores. And everybody was talking about, you remember this, and people were talking about garlic and ginger and so on. And there was massive debate about, okay, so we know that these things assist. Why are we not promoting them? And and there was this almost this um, defiance uh, campaign. I think I'll call it defiance because people were pitting that uh, with drugs, which is not actually the point, really. The point here was to try and see how our bodies could be assisted in the sense that once you get ill, how would you equip your body in fighting a virus, even if it's a new virus? That is actually the point of the discussions around garlic, mtlonyani, and, and all of those things. It's, 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 it's medicine, um, sometimes in a form of food, sometimes in spices and plants and so on, that will assist your body to be in greater health shape. So that when it does come across whatever ill ailment, it is able to help itself deal with whatever disease that is coming its way. That actually was at the core of that. So we've now learned a lot about the virus. But we have a homeopathic doctor with us this afternoon to help us navigate that space because we talk a lot about it. But we thought we'll get somebody who can help us with that today. Dr. Shuramani Hari Pershad is a homeopathic doctor and she's going to be spending a better part of this afternoon with us to help us navigate what works, what doesn't work, how we can better assist our bodies. Dr. Hari Pershad, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Camilo. So I, I've loved, I've read some of your work and I've loved how you have very distinctly uh, defined homeopathic medicine. Just help us with that just to, to, to set the scene and tell us exactly what is homeopathic medicine. Okay. So, yes, a lot, um, many people will be familiar with it and then we might have some that are not familiar with what homeopathy is or what homeopathic medicine does. So, if I start off with, what is homeopathy? Now, in a brief description, it's a complementary, alternative form of medicine. So, again, very safe, effective. Um, in this case, we're talking COVID-19. So, in the early, mild to moderate COVID-19 symptoms. So, basically, alternative form of medicine. Okay. You use the word medicine. Yes. Is it medicine or is it um, herbs? And uh, do we define it as medicine? Yes, we do define it as medicine. So what we would basically be giving you is medication made out of natural products, mm-hmm. right? That would be dispensed to you either in a liquid form mm-hmm. or in granules or tablets mm-hmm. or little polios. So it's not crude material. It's mm. not like a plant. You would use a plant and uh, make that into medicine that we would prescribe to a patient. 
Excellent. So let's begin with COVID-19. You are going to have a conversation. In fact, I know that you, there's a webinar that is planned uh, for tomorrow, which is Thursday, uh, around 2 p.m., where you're going to go in depth on this conversation. How can we help our bodies and our immune system fight COVID-19 using homeopathic medicine? Okay. So let's just fill uh, our listeners into the picture. When we for example, visit our homeopathic doctor or we either going to do a telephonic consultation. Each COVID patient, for example, is treated differently based upon their signs and symptoms. Now, that is one of the laws of homeopathy where we give you individualized treatment. So it's no two kinds of medicine that would be used for, for example, maybe 10 patients that are COVID positive Mm. because each patient is producing a different set of symptoms Mm -hmm. or signs depending on the age factor, what underlying complications they might be having. So yes, individualized treatment is what we do offer Mm -hmm. as a homeopath and that's what homeopathic treatment is about. So when one does consult with a homeopathic doctor, obviously we're going to take a full case of symptoms, look at all of that um, in in a totality. Some patients might have already done the test and then they're contacting you. Then there are other patients where I myself might be the primary practitioner mm-hmm. where they would see me for for everything. Mm. And they would contact me and okay, this is the signs and symptoms. I would send them off for the test and when that result comes back we um, we assess what's going on and we would prescribe to them specific remedies entailing to their symptoms mm. that they are producing. So that is the difference between, um, for example, allopathic medication that mm-hmm. we would uh, compare it to. Mm-hmm. So with COVID-19, we'd know. We're we, we reading about the signs and the symptoms all over the place. You might have some patients that will experience a fever, dry cough, and and then you might get another patient that might just have a headache and sore muscles and maybe they are fatigued. Mm -hmm. So it's a difference. In that difference is where our homeopathic medication comes in and we would prescribe according to your symptoms. Okay. So... I, I quite like the fact that you were quite clear. It's This is not a treatment. This is um, this is remedies that are going to assist in alleviation of some of the symptoms that one is experiencing. Yes. So we're not going to say um, we are treating COVID-19, right? Mm-hmm. Because, again, that claim is uh, it's quite far-fetched. Mm. But when we look at the signs and symptoms of COVID-19, is what I can say, yes, we can alleviate totally. Provided that a patient obviously is in the mild to moderate uh, picture mm. of the, uh, the symptoms that they're experiencing. Again, that a doctor will be assessing. So they would know now, okay, can we, how far are we in this process? Okay. Have we gone past the five days? Have we gone past the 10 days? Are the complications coming in? So being with your doctor one-on-one or however it is, you would know where in the process it is and then you would be prescribed the according um, remedies, Mm -hmm. per se. 
Excellent. Let's start the lines uh, and so that we can take those calls and questions for people who may be experiencing COVID-19 symptoms or who are trying to also prevent themselves from getting um, more sick from whatever other ailments they are. But I suppose, you know, the topic of the day is COVID-19. So people will want to talk to you about that. Um, 011-714-2006. WhatsApp number is 0614-104-107. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 105.7 FM in Cape Town. I'm in conversation with Dr. Shiromani Harupashad, who is a homeopathic doctor, and we are talking all things COVID-19. She's going to have a webinar. I'll give you those details a little bit later on tomorrow um, for an in-depth conversation. But let's begin here. So we've been discussing what they do as homeopathic doctors. Uh, Doc, we, you know, you've just said something quite amazing about the fact that we are all different and the virus may attack us differently because we are different, right? So... If I come to you and I, I do not have COVID-19, but I, I want to be prepared, in other words, I want my immune system to be strong enough to cope with whatever, what would you then describe or prescribe? Okay. So basically in a, in a, in a case like that, if you come to me, we will take your case as normal. Um, we would look at obviously your susceptibility now. Are you somebody who gets flu often? Mm. So every time there's a flu out, are you catching that flu? Is your immune system on the lower end? Or is it, you know, do you have a strong immunity? Mm-hmm. We take things into account like that when we're prescribing anything homeopathic. Mm-hmm. And then apart from that, as um, a homeopathic doctor, we would look at the, the right supplementation, for example, and maybe um, herbal tinctures or phytotherapy, for example. So basically, if we're just looking at basic, we, if we want to boost the immune system, mm-hmm. we look at a good vitamin C supplement, um, a good vitamin D3, and a zinc supplement. Those are the three basic things that we would want to utilize just to keep our immune system uh, strong and our immunity at Mm-hmm. There is a question here around uh, oxygen levels. So you were speaking earlier about treating or at least assisting those who are already experiencing COVID-19 uh, symptoms. What what would you then recommend for those patients who are already quite ill, who are battling with oxygen levels? Okay. Now, remember when somebody is monitoring, for example, you're either doing it with your practitioner or you're doing this at home, most patients already have an oximeter to manage your uh, to manage and your oxygen levels, so you're checking on this quite regularly. If you're around about the 95%, you are safe, mm-hmm. right? When we start hitting 94, 93, 92, mm-hmm. in cases like this, we... We can use homeopathic treatment, but bear in mind, you might need external assistance with oxygen for you to help. Mm-hmm. So in cases like that, we say always monitor so we can you can get to the hospital in time mm-hmm. as opposed to sitting at home now and having a potential problem. Mm-hmm. But before you get to that state, this is where homeopathic treatment comes in, before you even get to that state, we want to do the best that we can with 
preventing, for example, in the early days for the virus getting into the lung. Now, that we can do is when we start treating you in the initial phase, Mm -hmm. bearing in mind we also have to monitor if somebody is Mm -hmm. asthmatic or prone to lung-related conditions. So, we would treat you to an extent and then afterwards, if you need to be hospitalized, then yes, you need to go to hospital. Yeah, which is exactly that. So basically, these are the comorbidity patients that we're talking about. So this is somebody who would arrive with a pre-existing asthmatic issue, for instance, or lung problems. Yes, absolutely. Now, in cases like those, um, underlying lung-related issues, asthmatic, somebody who's um, got other complications, like they are diabetic, they have high blood pressure, for example, they need to very closely monitor themselves because in cases like that, if their oxygen levels go below the 93, 92, it's getting to a very dangerous point and the organs are going to start having um, quite a negative effect on the body. So we don't want you to get there. So before you get there, we, we need for you to be proactive at home monitor and if you're getting to that level then yes you need to get yourself to a hospital immediately Mm. there are a lot of supplements on the market we have been hearing about vitamin c zinc and so on you spoke to those are all supplements equal (laughs) are all supplements equal yes in the sense that just because it says zinc or vitamin c um are all all brands equal? I, I mean, I know I don't want you to tarnish any brand, but are there things to look out for when you're shopping out there uh, and you're trying to just get as much uh, supplements as possible for yourself? Yes. Okay. When we when we shopping out there now, we uh, all brands are not equal, yes. right? To clarify that, all brands are not equal. We we need to look for always ask for advice, right? So if you but how doc because. I, 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 I've always known that um, pharmacists themselves are part of the, the chain. In other words, they will be promoting one specific brand over the other because, you know, they have an affiliation or whatever. Yes, okay, I get what you're saying. Generally, in just, just as a brief, mm-hmm. if we're looking at a vitamin C supplement, yeah. for example, considering that now we need to take this on a daily sort of mm. basis to boost our immune system, mm. always look for something that states buffered on the bottle or non-acidic. That's okay. a simple two sort of terms that we look for. Mm-hmm. So we're not taking um, a raw ascorbic acid, especially if somebody's prone to underlying ulcer-related issues mm. or reflux problems because after long-term usage of vitamin C that's not buffered or that is not um, that doesn't state non-acidic, you might have a potential problem mm. where we're going to sit with ulcers. Okay. In the stomach. Okay. So that's the one thing that you need to look out for, at least, that it's buffered and non-acidic. Yes. Oh, excellent. Let me take a quick call from Petros, who's from the Free State. Good afternoon, Petros. Yes. How are you, sister? How are you? We well, thanks. Thanks for calling, Petros. Go ahead. Yeah. My my suggestion is that even myself, I was in quarantine, but what I did myself, first, I clean up my stomach. Then the next, I drink food and drink too much water. Then the following, uh, I exercise in the morning, push-ups, afternoon push-ups. Then in the morning again, drink hot water with Vicks. Then chewing and a raw onion. That's it. How long? How how long did it take you to get better? Petrol? I only for that ten days. That's it. Ten days. Yes. How are you feeling now? I'm sharp now. Hundred uh-huh. percent. Yes. 
Thank you so much for that call. Petros, they're calling from the Free State, just giving us, um, you know, his, his experience with COVID-19. Doc, thank you. Thank you so much. Doc, you, you were quite specific about the fact that all of us are going to react differently to this virus because we all have our own different, um, you know, chemical issues in our bodies. Yes, and our immune reaction might be different. Yes. And, and so because we don't know, would you then say we should take everything? I mean, I think you mentioned three supplements, um, but but we don't know, right? Yes, we don't know. So that's the key point. Now, when we're looking at a vitamin D3 supplement, let's mm-hmm. talk about that. Mm-hmm. Now, some of us might be deficient in it and some may not. Mm-hmm. So the only way you're going to know this is if you have a blood test done. Mm. So lots of uh, lots of people out there at the moment now we we panic buying. So mm. it's like <laughs> it's prescribed. It's mm. like take the vitamin C, take the zinc, take the D three. Yes. But yes. we don't know our level, and mm. now we're going to start reaching toxic levels in our body oh. if we are in sufficient amounts, and then we are taking an extra supplement. So in oh. cases like that, I always advise with my patients, for example. We would advise or we're monitoring you. Let's do a blood test. Let's just check um, if you are COVID positive or you in that line. Yes, we do know that your vitamin D levels do get low. So we take that precaution as to prescribing one. But on an overall basis, we always say do it with caution. Hmm. So you're saying... Even if everybody's talking about this supplement and that supplement, you don't know if you are probably reaching your toxic level intake. So you shouldn't be taking everything unless you know for sure. Exactly my point. Because remember, there's a lot out there. Everybody's mm. speaking about, there's, there's many, many, there's many herbs, many supplements, take this. And every, every, other, every few days, there's a different thing that's out. You should see my but again, <laughs> it may work for one. Yes. And it may not work for the other. Mm. And in most cases that I've been treating, I always, right from the start, we, had, we try to advise patients is, don't panic, don't panic <laughs> buy, don't overdose on things, because we don't know what reaction you're going to have. Uh-huh. And that could be a potential problem down the line. Okay, this is this is going to be interesting. I'm actually quite curious about what people are taking. I, I have every concoction <laughs> under the sun in my fridge, and I have a colleague who takes these amino amino So you're, so you're basically <laughs> overdosing now. And, uh, I'm going to come back to you with those ones because I promise you, we we have every we have a referral upon a referral of what to take, what to mix, and we've taken absolutely everything. So absolutely I'm gonna t- everything, absolutely yes. everything. Let me take um, a quick again. Break. I'll say we can do it, yeah. but do it with in caution. moderation. Let's take a quick break because we've got to take the news now. I'll go to the headlines with Zolika Kladashi. It is one thirty, and I'll be back with more of your calls. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 106.6 FM in Bloemfontein. (laughs) 
We're discussing homeopathic remedies and I'm with Dr. Sharamani Haripeshad, who is a homeopathic doctor. I am welcoming your calls on 011-714-2006, WhatsApp notes or calls on 0614-104-107. Ledang, you've been calling us from Guruman. Good afternoon and thanks for your patience. Hi. <laughs> Good afternoon, Tedelo. How are you doing? I'm, I'm well, thank you, Ledang. I'm well, thanks. Hey, no, <clears throat> I'm sorry about it. Um, you know, you know, I called Stephen the other day and we spoke about this and uh, how people who are naturally uh, suffering from panic attacks going yeah. to handle this thing, yes. we should not try to force them into taking medications because the reaction of people who have panic attacks is actually differing from one person to the other, just like the doctor said. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was listening quite attentively now when the doctor said that I almost hung up even. I thought that I had my answer. But now the thing is, because I'm suffering from such, I need to hear this from the doctor. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is going to make me feel better going forward. Because she said that they normally uh, uh, advise patients not to panic. But uh, my question is, how how do you, do you deal with it? Because I have this feeling in me at the moment that I feel that I'm not really afraid of the virus, of the coronavirus, mm-hmm. but I am rather afraid of knowing I have it and now being overpowered by the panic attacks. Mm. You, and, and, and this is, you haven't had the virus, right? Little no, I've not had the virus yet. But, but, but you are concerned about getting the virus. Yes, and, and I feel that upon knowing my status mm. with regards to the virus, mm. I will not necessarily be treating the virus itself because mm. I feel that the virus itself cannot do anything to me, but the 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 panic attacks and my natural taking of medications that uh, helps me with my panic attacks is the one that I need to be concentrating on mm. instead of the virus itself. Because I feel that I have got the very good immune system to be able to overcome the virus. But now I feel that my mental state of, of dealing with the virus is the one that is a problem. Now, I wanted to ask the doctor now, how how do I deal with such? Because I feel that even now I can be panicky with 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 me having like a, a an itchy throat mm-hmm. in, instead of having me being just okay, knowing that now let me put my mental state into thinking that this is just normal flu. Maybe I'll be able to overcome it. But the fact that I am a naturally panicky person, mm-hmm. I'm I'm a person that that suffers from 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 uh, panic attacks and I'm taking news acts and everything like things like that. How 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 do I deal with it? Is is it possible that that this medication that the doctor is advising that I should be taking with regards to preventing it being happening? I, I so understand what you're saying. Doc, yeah. um, your response to that it's a it's a common problem actually. We just don't talk about it enough. Your your response to that? Yes, absolutely. Um, I agree with what he's saying. It is a very common problem overall. Before you would even get a patient, I mean, you, you're getting inundated calls mm-hmm. where uh, patients are going to anxiety, they're going to panic. I might have two symptoms. Am I positive? Mm-hmm. Uh, should I go and test? Am I testing too early? My test is negative. What is this? And it's 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 going on and on and on. Now, when a patient is naturally um, going through anxiety and panic, it's either one of two cases where you already have pre, uh, prescribed medication that you're on, mm. 
um, or you might need to take something like, for example, that's over the counter, it's homeopathic, it's safe, something called rescue remedy. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get it at any pharmacy or this game or clicks. Over the counter, just two, three pulls under your tongue just to calm and relax you. We know that we watch the news, we reading reading the newspaper, there's so much going on and we feed into this and then we start playing this over and over in our mind and we think, am I positive? Uh, like he said, I have an itchy throat and do, should I consider, is it COVID? But you're more concerned about the anxiety. Doc, let's talk about, for instance, the rescue remedy. Um, Mm. Are there patients who just cannot take that at all? Would it react to specific medications if somebody is maybe a chronic chronic patient for something else? No, it's actually quite safe. As I said, again, it's homeopathic. Mm -hmm. Uh, We prescribe that quite so often to kitties and babies as well. Mm. So it is very safe as an over-the-counter to purchase that. If your problem of anxiety and panic is a little bit more serious, mm-hmm. then yes, you'd need uh, professional advice based upon that. What's the main ingredient in, in Rescue Remedy? What's the main ingredient in uh, Rescue Remedy? Okay, Rescue Remedy, there's a whole host of um, okay. uh, homeopathic remedies mm. in there, mm-hmm. right? So uh, there's quite a few mm-hmm. um, that makes up a complex. Okay. So, uh, so yes. Okay. No, that's fine. Queen, you're in Kimberley. Hi. Hello, Queen. Afternoon, Queen. Hi. Hi. Can you hear me? I can now. Thanks for calling. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, Ever since I tested positive on the 22nd of September last year, Mm. I experienced, especially at night, Mm -hmm. my heart races, especially at night. Hmm. And then... Uh, is it is it faster or slower? Faster. Okay. Okay, that's and how how can I deal with it? Because okay, before I caught COVID, unlike the previous caller, mm-hmm. I was very anxious. I'm actually a person who becomes anxious very. I'm, I was very very much afraid of COVID. Okay. But when I was told that I was positive, I told myself that this is not a time to panic. You have to fight. Or else you, you'll fail. So, okay. Fortunately, I, did, I was very strong and I had the support of my family. So, I, I overcame the fear. Mm. But I could not sleep at night, especially because of also the, the, the heart beating very, very fast. What other symptoms did you have, Queen? So, uh, I had a headache for 19 days in succession. Mm. And then, uh, okay, I was constipated, but that was probably, I, I lost the sense of, the first indication was the sense of taste, mm-hmm. followed by smell. Mm-hmm. And then I had, uh, the night before I was tested, I told my sister that I had short breath, but I didn't explain it. It was not so severe. Mm-hmm. I just told my sister that I'm breathing as if my whole body is underwater, only the head is up. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then uh, I went for my, my stomach, my belly was big, and I, was, I didn't know then that I was constipated. But I was not eating, and I, didn't, I never felt hungry, and so on. So I went to my doctor. I went to test twice, and on both occasions, it was 
negative. And I was expecting positive, actually, because I was sick in a manner that I had, I'm 54 years old, mm. but I was sick in a manner that I had never been sick like that mm. in my history. So I knew I was positive, but unfortunately the test said negative. Mm. And I went again for the headaches and muscle aches, and the test said negative, and I knew I was positive. And then on the third occasion, when I I had an appointment so that the doctor must do scopy inside mm. to see why am I, my belly is big, and I'm not eating, and I had water retention. Okay, then I was, it was discovered that I was positive. And for a little while, I was shocked, but I was really not surprised because actually I was expecting it. All right. Doc, there are many symptoms there, the constipation and retention of water. I mean, there are many other symptoms that we we are quite familiar with. But that's interesting, the retention retention of water and the, the constipation as well. Is that common? No. Are you asking the doctor? I'm asking the doctor to give you some responses, yeah. Okay, not, not that's not, not my question, actually. Yes, your question that's was uh, the heart rate at night racing, and it's still racing yes. now, right? Yeah. What What do I do? Yes. No. Right. The thing is, in a case Queen, like it's this, it's wonderful we... to hear your your views because it helps others who may be experiencing what you experience. So that's why I was asking the doctor to even expand on that, Queen. Okay. So in a case, um, in a case like this, mm. where we experiencing the heart racing long after the COVID and you've recovered and all of this, so we need to establish: is it anxiety that we are suffering from because of a fear that we might get COVID again, or from the episode of the COVID, have there been some sort of damage to our lung? Mm. Right. Remember when we depending if um, ma'am did have an X-ray and things done. So it's important sometimes if you're still experiencing these signs and symptoms to visit your doctor or give them a call. So if they need to run some other tests on you, they can do that. Or if they need to do some blood work, just establish that there is not any damage from the COVID itself. And then, you know, work your way through there. Okay. Queen, you need to go check whether maybe there was damage to your lungs because that could be that. I think there there was because up until now, I'm now on asthma medication. Mm-hmm. And all these uh, short breaths, I experienced them after the, even on Monday. Mm-hmm. I'm an educator. I went to school and I went to a three. I, I'm now super allergic to everything, even the green pepper and the nose blocks and even curry. The thing that I was not allergic to. Now I'm allergic to them, and they first block my nose, mm-hmm. and then I itch. But I am on medication. Thank you. So also much for for, yeah. for asthma. Yeah, I think I think there there's something there. You you said the lungs, doc. I think there. Yeah, no, definitely. There. In in a case like this, I would suggest maybe some further investigation would be uh, necessary, so you can get down to uh, exactly what's going on. And generally, you know, if you you get some blood work and things done you can get to the root of the, the problem or the cause and see mm. where uh, the actual problem is as such. Jay, you're calling us from Durban. Good afternoon. Hi. Good afternoon to you and to our guests. Fantastic uh, topic and program and very informative. Thank you. Thank yeah. you to yeah. the uh, We can have a one-to-one interaction. We're actually connecting or in communicating. Thank you very much for that. I want to tell you my experience, but I never panicked. 
I had all kinds of other conditions that came on. My rheumatoid arthritis was misdiagnosed as, you know, um, I had lupus, but it was diagnosed as rheumatoid arthritis. But nevertheless, I went through all the process. There was a lot of side effects to all the medications, but I took precautions in my eating habits and all that. But what I noticed from the last 12 months or so, I said, no, it's natural. I was getting these headaches and so forth. Then I was having intermittent uh, constipation. Mm-hmm. Then suddenly, uh, uh, two months ago, I had severe vomiting. Mm. The vomiting then stopped. Mm. Then it, the same night, it was diarrhea. The moment I was relaxing myself and I was so weak, without me even able to control, I was just passing urine and the diarrhea. I, was, I had to eventually use like a kimbi to, and then I, it was just unbearable. There was no ambulance, no vehicles to take me to hospital, but fortunately, I got myself to hospital through public transport. And they did all the tests the x-rays, blood tests, and everything. My pressure was very, very low. I was put on drips. But in the interim, because of my eating habits and taking my supplement all along, the doctor said I did myself a service and the natural foods that I've been eating, following radio information and the many professional people that came on air and gave us many, many tips, I think... I was able to control, but the doctor did say all the symptoms that I went through and I had was related to Corona. Hmm. Yes. I am not having the headaches as uh, as I used to have. My, uh, I'm not so lethargic and tired and sleeping during the day. I'm doing majority of my work by myself. My windows are open throughout the day, even the evening. Hmm. I do a lot of things around the yard and garden and just go to my appointment at the hospital, do my shopping as quickly as possible and get home. So the panic is one of the things I realize really, really triggers off a whole lot of other uh, things. But good luck to everybody and thanks once again to SABC, especially radio stations for giving us and all the announcers and presenters, producers, and all the guests that comes on radio station, it's a divine feeling to hear somebody on radio and interacting. Oh, thank yes. you so much for that, Jay, Jay in Durban. Lita, you're calling from Mpangen. Hi. Hi, hi, Pamela. How are you? Good. Thanks for calling, Lita. Go um, I'm okay. I am an interesting topic. I just want to ask something from the doctor. I tested positive. It was on the 24th of December. Mm-hmm. Okay, my symptoms were like I was very tired, uh, severe headache and coughing, uh, sneezing. But then after that, I'm asthmatic. Mm-hmm. After the COVID, I think, uh, okay, I, lo- I lost the sense of smell and taste. After everything, it was like back to normal. My worry now is with asthma, I get attacks like four to five times a day. Sure. Four to five times a day. The smell of money, if I touch money, I get get an attack. The newspaper, 
the smell of the newspaper, small things that I have never noticed before. Sure. Doc? Okay. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, See, the fact that you are predisposed to being asthmatic and Mm. it's just over a month that you've had the COVID, you, Mm -hmm. you have recovered, but your body is we would call it an an immune sort of reaction that you're presenting with now. So perhaps the asthma chronic medication that you are taking, or if you're using a pump, or if you haven't been using anything, needs to be uh, reviewed. I'm, okay, I've been using the COVID-19 it. COVID-19 has caused some sort mm. of a reaction within the body that's not completely gone. And now when you do touch, for example, money uh, or the newspaper, the smell getting to you and it's giving you maybe a bit of a tight chest or difficulty breathing. Mm. So my advice would be do consult with um, your doctor or whoever your health, uh, health professional is to just assess and see why this is happening to you. Okay, all right. Okay, thanks for that. Because one other thing which I don't know now that is related, I've got a very pain a pain on the chest, which is more on the right side, and it's not going away. Mm. It's been more than three to four weeks now. It's not going away. Yes, chances are it could be it could be related because mm. um, if the COVID, if the virus went into the lung. And again, if we look at if there was tissue damage, I'm not sure if you had an X-ray or anything done. There could be some sort of um, damage there that needs to be addressed and, again, be put on the right sort of medication or supplementation and things like that. Mm. Have a All look right. At that, okay. Thank you so much, Doctor. Thanks, so, thanks Pamela. Thank you so much. Uh, Nkunzi, you're calling from Maritzburg. Hi. Hi, Pamela. Hi. Um, uh, you know, I just want to say this. Uh, uh, COVID-19 is uh, more or less about your mental status. We test your mental strength, you know, because you are isolated and you know you are alone and you are sick. If you are not strong mentally, then it, it, it becomes a problem. I'm a survivor myself. And um, uh, to the sister that uh, complained about you know, uh, uh, racing hard, I would suggest that maybe if she can uh, also visit a pulmonology, because that's what I did as well. I used to have that problem. And then a pulmonologist checked uh, my uh, chest, the lungs, everything inside. And then I also took some blood tests. And then we discovered that there was a depletion of uh, an acute enzyme. I'm sure that doctors will know that. Uh, it's called a Q10 core enzyme. Uh, and then that's when uh, they prescribed me a uh, cardiomax kind of, you know, to replenish that. And then after that, uh, I was fine. But, you know, the cases are different. But uh, if, if if all the survivors can just uh, get to see the pulmonologists and all the specialists, they can test what's going on inside and the condition of the lungs as well as the blood test, then that, that they will have a clear picture. Because you can say, no, I had mild symptoms. I feel fine, but you know, we don't know what's going on inside. You are suffering, but we are not aware. So that's my contribution, Simon. Thanks. Sure. Thank you so much, um, Mgunzi. Um, you want to add to that, uh, Doc? Absolutely. Um, I fully agree with what uh, the gentleman has said. See, a lot of patients may not even 
reach the GP or the health practitioner, for example, or not even go to hospital. And with mild symptoms, you treat yourself at home. You might have a script of something that you just needed to purchase and you're well on your way. You've passed your 14 days. But now we're seeing a picture where you month down the line, you're still experiencing shortness of breath, you're getting a bit of chest pain, and you're unsure what's going on. In cases like this, I always advise of the patient that's contacting me, we we have to run some blood work, uh, do some necessity tests to see what's going on. Obviously, something's going on from the post-COVID, and your body is not fully recovering. So that's a very important um, factor. And the other thing I would also like to bring into point here is a lot of patients that may have, for example, landed up at hospital, been on the ventilator, needed the oxygen, and maybe two weeks down the line, three weeks down the line, you're back home, you're getting back into your routine, and it's now two months down, but you're still experiencing exhaustion, and you are fatigued. And we sort of call this COVID-19 fatigue. Now, this is normal. If you don't have somebody um, guiding you along the way, you're unsure what's going on. And some patients will contact me and they I don't know if this COVID is coming back and mm-hmm. if, am I producing symptoms again because I'm feeling very fatigued and I'm exhausted and I'm getting short of breath. And the chances are the first episode that you had, you haven't recovered completely, mm-hmm. and you're trying to get back to normal, your daily routine, and it's not working out. So you're going into panic because you are used to doing everything um, that you would normally do, and you can't do this. Mm-hmm. So it is normal. Sometimes your body might take a little bit of a longer period to fully recover. Everyone's healing would be different. So it's very difficult to compare yourself to someone else. As such. Let me take some voice notes, uh, Doc, and then I'll be back with you. Okay. Hello, Pamelo. Yeah, I just want to know, Uguti, what will be the best way to to get a maximum benefit of the immune-boosting food like garlic and ginger and, and, and the rest? Is it more ideal to, to have it raw or, or is the same even if you're using it in, in food? that you're, gonna, you're cooking. So I just want to find out from the dog what would be the best way to enjoy the maximum benefit. Dumela Uspimelo and your guest there, Ki Nzan Tlatsolo from the Vow. I, I'm a person that suffers from uh, intracranial hypertension and uh, I usually get headaches when, 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 when that happens. And ever since I was diagnosed with COVID last year, I am now getting these headaches more frequently. And for the past few weeks, they've been recurring and it's very much debilitating. So I just want to check from uh, your guests there, what can I use to help me with the headaches? Because I went to hospital and it seems uh, uh, that my cerebrospinal fluids are okay. I do not have an access. Uh, so I don't know what I should do because ever since I was positive, now the headaches are recurring and they are very, very much painful than before. Thank you. 
Doc, are you? Let, let's start with the one that was asking about the garlics and those uh, kinds of spices and remedies. Is it better to eat those raw and consume them raw? Is what's the best way to get um, maximum benefit from them? Okay, if we're looking at um, the ginger and the garlic and these sort of um, foods, it, it it depends on the person again, because not everyone might be able to handle having these uh, substances in a raw form. So in that case, then if you're having it in cooked with your meal, that would also be fine because it's still going to have more or less the same benefit in the body. And yes, from a food perspective, from a diet perspective, we also try and advise that try and, you know, we often go out and find the vitamin C and we're getting the uh, the zinc supplement. Let's try and get it from our natural food sources as well. If you look at zinc, for example, mm. if you eat pumpkin seeds, you get a lot of zinc from your pumpkin seeds. Mm. If you're looking at your, your oranges, you're getting quite a lot of vitamin C from one orange. Mm. So instead of doing your supplementation on a daily sort of basis, Let's try and get this from our fruit and our vegetables. And if we can't eat this, then I would often advise to patients, even if you do a blended sort of juice, um, that will also be a very good option. Uh, to assist with your body. All right. And then the second question that came through from uh, the, the last gentleman. Right. Okay. He spoke about headaches that he's still experiencing and obviously there's some intracranial uh, hypertension going on there. Um, I'm not sure if he's had any further investigation, mm. but we'd, from my perspective, we'd need to look at things like um, magnesium levels, um, oxygenation levels in the body, uh, what's going on, is there dehydration you know, has the body not fully recovered? Is that why the headaches are still uh, coming on? Which, As a homeopath, which part of the day, what sort of triggers the headache? Is there something particular? Um, when you get up in the morning, are you getting up with a headache or are you sleeping with a headache at night? Uh, those are important factors that we would take into account when we have to prescribe something. Where do people find you? And let's talk about the webinar that you're hosting tomorrow as well. Where do people find me? Okay, yes. I'm um, a Durban-based homeopath. Yes. So details will be given, I think, later on your show. Okay. And uh, yes, tomorrow there is a webinar going on live on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And and can people join that? Is that an open webinar? Yes, it is an open webinar that's going to be happening at 2 p.m. tomorrow. All right. Are you saying that we should just uh, look for the details and give people later, or do you have the details in front of you now? Yeah, it's um, it's actually the Independent on Saturday, the news essay. Mm-hmm. So that's what they're going to go into, and uh, it, will, it will pop up there. All right, fantastic. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And uh, we'll give uh, we'll remind people of those details a bit later on in the show. That's Dr. Shuramani Harapishad, who is a homeopathic doctor, and they'll be hosting a webinar specifically looking at how uh, homeopathic medicines can respond to COVID-19. So that's going to happen tomorrow. We'll put up the link as well on our social media platforms. That brings us to 2 o'clock. Let's go to Zolake Potashi for the latest in SABC News.